The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. All right, as I uh, mentioned just before we uh, took a look at your news headlines, received a uh, press release from the province of Alberta. And uh, the show was put together. Brad Whisker, our producer, has stepped in studio for this uh, half hour. The show had been put together, Brad. We had a plan, a rough idea of how we're going to make the show work, and I still plan to somewhat stick to that. But I pulled this off my email, and I showed it to you, and the two of us kind of went, what? I brought it in studio, but we had Gord off the top, and I didn't want to surprise Gord with this and put him on the spot of having to react without having read the press release, but I let him read it, and I think fair to characterize his reaction as well as uh, taken aback by it. Uh, Eileen touched on it just a moment ago, so I'll tell you more of the story here from our perspective in a moment, but here's the press release. So I'm told that it's pronounced uh, six now and not seeks, but six to be granted helmet exemption. The Alberta government is granting turban-wearing six the right to freely express their religion by allowing them to ride a motorcycle without the use of a helmet. An exception for drivers or passengers who are over the age of 18 and who are bona fide members of the Sikh religion will take effect on April 12, 2018. The Vehicle Equipment Regulation in the Traffic Safety Act is being amended through a ministerial order. Alberta will be the third jurisdiction in Canada to allow this exemption alongside British Columbia and Manitoba. And there's comments from several people we'll get to in just a second. So, Brad, just a peek behind the curtain here, as I love to do when Jay's not around to stop me. So we have this press release. And I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm and I, I'm talking to Gord about it, and Gord suggests maybe it's an April Fool's joke, and I went, God, does the province do that? Like I don't, you know, because I don't want to lead with it, and and it's not true. So I asked you, I said, well, let's hold it till two thirty-five. Can you phone the province? So what did you do then? I left a message with Brian Mason, the Minister of Transportation's uh, press secretary, and it was such an odd voicemail to leave. Yeah. Yeah, this is a news agency wondering if you're kidding. Yeah. Hey, John, listen, there's a discussion going on in our newsroom about whether this press release is the real deal. Or is this a potential April Fool's joke? Now, there is a backstory there, just so everybody does know. Mm -hmm. We do get... April Fool's jokes emails in advance, yep. and we get them the day of. So it, it, we weren't out of line to think this could, could be, be an attempt at a joke, which would have been an odd now, attempt. Now, normally when they do that, don't they say at the very bottom, this is April Fool's or something like that, so that a news agency doesn't lead with it? Something along those lines, or it's so blatantly obvious right, that right. it is an April's fool, April Fool's joke that you would never, ever believe that this would be happening. So I got a call back about five minutes later and picked up the phone and I just said, is this the real deal? And the answer was absolutely. To me personally, I can't believe that this is the real deal. Allowing people to leave their home, regardless of religion, Mm -hmm. 
to not be wearing a helmet while riding a motorcycle. And it also blows my mind that BC and Manitoba have already implemented this. I had no clue. Who knew? I, exactly. When you told me that, and then I read through the press release again and saw that paragraph, I thought, uh, really? Uh, so was there no backlash in Manitoba and British Columbia to this? I, I suppose not, because it never came across to our attention. No. I don't know, you know when it happened. And, and here's the thing, just as a little more perspective. So when you get a press release from the province, usually the minister responsible says something. There's a quote that you can use. And then they have one or two other contributors oftentimes. And then, uh, you know, how you can inquire to get a media, you know, how media can inquire to get a representative to come on the show and talk. So... Brian Mason, uh, Minister of Transportation, quoted as saying, the sick community has urged us to grant this exemption in recognition of its civil rights and religious expression. Our government is committed to these principles. And Kelly Ernst, a PhD and president of the Rocky Mountain Civil Liberties Association, is quoted in the Alberta government press release as follows. The government should always strive to accommodate free expression, especially when the expression does not harm others who make this choice, nor further restricts the reasonable choice of its citizens. This case is not different in this regard. We have the opportunity to accommodate differences in religion, religious expressions and free choice among options and to model ways to reasonably make these choices. So again, I feel a little bit, honestly, Brad, like... It's, it's Thursday before a long weekend. Odd time for this to come out, in my opinion, because it seems like a real grenade in the outhouse. Like it just, so maybe that's why, I don't want to speculate, but possibly that's why it came out at this time, right? Because everyone knows if you want to be in the news cycle, do it early on Monday, right? Or in this case, Tuesday, and you'll get all the media you want all week long. If you want to kind of bury it, do it late on the Friday, which in this case is the Thursday because of the long weekend. So I don't know that that's what happened. Seems convenient. My skeptical side, but did this, do you remember this coming up as a conversation piece before this? See, and that's what we were talking about in the newsroom. Not once in the last three years that I've been here have heard any sort of conversation regarding this topic. No public hearing, no consultations, no press conferences from the government, no press conference from anyone in the sick community. You would think someone from the sick community who's been lobbying for this to happen would have sent the 630 Ched newsroom an email saying, hey guys, just so you're aware, we are lobbying the government to Mm -hmm. make this change. This This is huge, but not once have we heard Anything, no communication from either the government, no, or the sick community. No one's been offered up. That, to the best of my knowledge, no one has offered themselves up or anyone else to the afternoon news to be a guest. Maybe Ryan Jesperson, and I didn't catch it, but I think I would have. But typically, that is how it happens in the early stages of uh, uh, lobbying for something like this. You make yourself available. You put out press releases, or if your government and you feel like there might be some backlash to something, um, typically you get a little warning in advance that this is coming, and and or you make yourself readily available to discuss when it breaks, right? Now, we didn't try and get Brian Mason on because typically you can't get somebody from the government with no notice. You know, the only, even budget, where you know when the budget comes down, everyone's going to want to talk to CeCe. So those have to be arranged typically days in advance and the time, and we get seven seconds or seven minutes given to us (laughs) or whatever, which we readily take. But this, we didn't even get the heads up that, 
that this would be a thing that we might want to have somebody available for. Nothing. So I, I, I think this is crazy. Like, I don't know. And, and part of the problem with thinking this is crazy is you want to, and I'll just speak for myself, everyone who rides a motorcycle should be wearing a helmet. But if you say that, listen, this is crazy that uh, six don't have to wear a helmet, then suddenly you teeter on the edge of being a racist or anti sick or and I'm none of those things I'm not but everyone on a motorcycle should be wearing it that's pretty basic I would pass along the same message and I wanted to make that clear as well there's nothing here from me against the sick community it doesn't matter who it is I mean I have the same opinion and stance as you that when you get on a motorcycle you should be wearing a helmet right last year the province went through rigorous consultation regarding ATV safety right regardless of background race religion why now are they kind of steering the other way and saying we understand your concern with your religion so we're going to allow you to not follow the safety measures that everyone else needs to follow Mm -hmm. i don't get it everyone else from toddlers on tricycles to i mean kids have to wear bike helmets or you can get a ticket so everybody knows now that if you're riding something that doesn't have protection around you you must wear a helmet everyone knows that and i don't understand if somebody from the sick community wants to give us a call and give us their perspective, I'm the lines are open, 4960063. This to me just seems crazy. So I, I don't know what to do with this. Like I say, I, I don't have a guest to put on to talk about it. I just have the press release and I'm going, Bleh. and it's so crazy that honestly, we really debated, as I say, the possibility was an April Fool's joke. That's how crazy it sounded. Yeah. I. I'm still stunned. I mean, I've talked to numerous people out in the newsroom before coming in here with you, and everybody just kind of gives you those eyes of, what? Really? I know. It's really, that's happening? It's it's rare that you hesitate to break news, because we could have been the first, and we probably are among the first to break it, but we hesitated for that reason. Uh, I want to take your calls. I see a lot of you calling in, 496-0063. Keep the, the discourse civil. Um, it is radio, after all. I do want to get your reaction. I would love to hear from somebody from the sick community as well. I will take a break, line up some calls here, 496-0063. Well, uh, we asked for your phone calls at 496-0063. We certainly got them. Uh, we have uh, maybe 10 minutes to take these calls, so if everyone can make their point, move on. But you wanted to make a point, Brad, before we did that. Yeah, there was just one line in that quote you read from Kelly Ernst, the PhD president of Rocky Mountain Civil Liberties Association. Uh, there's a part where she says, especially when the expression does not harm others who make this choice, nor further restricts the reasonable choices of its citizen. Now, to me, if I'm driving down the QE2 on a motorcycle, I want to be wearing a helmet. Sure. I should be wearing a helmet. My concern is for these sick members that now do not have to wear a helmet, what if you take a rock chip in the face? What if you get swept up with it's windy on the QE2, we mm-hmm. all know that. Yeah. What if a big swipe of dirt hits your face and you lose control of your bike? My point here being, this does impact other people should something like this happen. And that would be in my opinion, a terrible thing to happen and likely cause injury or worse. Yeah, and as I said to you off air, I'll repeat it on air, well, what if 
I actually am at fault. What if I cut off a motorcycle? I am at fault, and he sustains injuries that last a lifetime because he wasn't wearing a helmet. I am at fault, but am I now responsible, or my insurance company responsible for his injuries to it's a brain injury for the next forty years that would have been prevented by a helmet? I mean, there's a lot here that, I mean, we'll let our listeners, uh, we'll let our listeners weigh in. As I say, everyone, civil discourse. If you don't mind, David wants to weigh in. Hey, go ahead, David. Hey there. Hi. I'll keep it brief. Thank you. Tempest uh, to the teapot, but I'll give you a funny twist at the end. Okay. Hopefully this is an example of the government doing uh, something reasonable by saying, hey, are we going to win if it goes to court? What's it going to cost? Religious freedoms, all that stuff. How many people are really going to do this? Uh, it's, it's the male population that wears the turban. Uh, or, sorry, uh, it's called a, a bag, I believe, in their religion. But either way, the, the head dressing. How many is it going to affect? How many motorcycle riders are there? All that quick math. And it's already passed and been done. Let's rubber stamp this and move on because it's not worth our time. But here's your funny twist. And I appreciate your last comment about uh, what happens in an accident. But it's the men who wear the headdress. Mm. So if you're a woman and you're a Sikh, do you not have to wear a helmet? Or is there a battle of the sexes? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Let me just read the statement again. An exemption for drivers or passengers who are over the age of 18 and who are bona fide members of the Sikh religion will take effect. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. But uh, you know what? That statement, it really truly affects the, the rider and how many are actually going to do it. Most people, I would, would agree with both of you and say, yeah, you know what? Either I'm not going to ride a motorbike or I'll wear a helmet. It's just a silly risk. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's anything to really sweat over. we got bigger issues. Thank All you All right, very cool. Much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, by the way, uh, the sick population in Canada, 52,335 people. Alberta has the third highest. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's Alberta. Alberta has the third highest sick population in Canada, 52,335 people. That according to a 2011 census. John in Westlock. Go ahead, John. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, just another thing I thought I'd point up uh, regarding religious exemptions. Um, so in Canada, you can get uh, an exemption for a, a veiled woman could get a firearms license without a picture on it as well. That's right, yeah. thought that was a, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, just I'd forgotten about that, honestly, but yeah, that's right as well. Yeah, so it's like, I, I don't know. I'm not too concerned about them not wearing a helmet. It is a personal choice as far as I'm concerned. If they really want to take that chance that would be up to them but yeah i don't know i don't like the uh the whole religious exemption thing myself that much it's um it just feels well perhaps i shouldn't be commenting to me it just feels like a slippery slope and it, it is this is canada and if, if it doesn't work for you i mean there's christians that don't work on sunday so they make the sacrifice this is their choice if you if you're not able to wear a helmet then I guess you shouldn't ride a motorcycle, I, you know. And I mean, if you do, it, it doesn't bother me one way or another. It's 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 your head, I suppose. But I suppose there are some risks to others. Yeah, for sure, John. Appreciate the phone call and the comment, uh, Jim in Edmonton. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, yeah, like a previous caller, I, I guess it raises a question for me more than anything else: is uh, uh, what are Sikhs doing now? Uh, in other words, are they all riding helmetless today? Yeah, I don't know. With the helmet, and then all of a sudden they can throw them away. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes common sense has to enter into these things. So, 
Uh, a great a great question to ask. I well, honestly I don't know the answer to that, or no. whether or not. Neither do I. Yeah, because you can't put a helmet over a turban, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I I don't know. Or do you take the helmet right off now? in a private place and put the turban back on? I, I don't know how it works. And, and the other thing is, I guess is you always ask, like, what's the driver for this? Uh, I think you've touched on that earlier, is that uh, you haven't heard of any great crusade. No. Of, uh, helmets made uh, voluntary, so I'm not sure what the driver for this is. No, no, me either. Uh, I appreciate the call, Jim. I want to get to as many people as possible. I, normally, I'm more opinionated on this kind of stuff, but this honestly just took me by surprise right before the show began. Larry wants to chirp, uh, chime, I almost said chirp in. Sorry, Larry. Chime in. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, that, that's that's no problem. So the argument has always been, I've been riding a motorcycle since I was old enough to get a license, and I'm pretty near 65 right now. <laughs> the argument has always been, and it comes from, from the medical profession, that... If you don't put a helmet on, don't expect us to pay for your injuries. Mm. And I struggle with that. I, you know, it's not like that fellow couple callers back said it's it's up to me if I don't wear a helmet and if I hurt myself. Well, it isn't up to me. It's it's been decreed by the government that because of universal health care, they want to put me in a helmet and make sure that I'm as safe as I possibly can be while I partake in this risky sport. So, yeah. How does it make it any... Sorry, I just say it, it shouldn't be any different for anybody else. This is, you know, this this is a, a sneeches with spots and a sneeches without type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and you're right that the first time there's an injury and it goes to court, uh, you know, this is going to be, no matter what the complexities of the court case are, this is where that law is going to be really challenged. Who's responsible then if somebody made a decision not to wear a piece of recommended safety gear and injured themselves? Who's responsible? Like, I'm all for freedom of choice. And, I, you know, I, I'm the first one, and I disagree with you, but I'm the first one to say that if I didn't have to wear a helmet, I probably wouldn't. But I'm yeah. confident in my ability. And, and uh, you know, it, it comes down to if the government is paying for my, as I say, paying for my injury or the population at large paying for the for the injuries then you know in our society i guess that's the the choices that they make and, and impose upon me but it, it you can't do that arbitrarily yeah and say this group won't and this group will so yeah it doesn't seem right one rule for everyone uh larry i gotta get a couple more calls in appreciate you phoning thanks for that uh Stuart, i'm sorry i have very little time left what did you want to say I just wanted to mention that uh, I ride a bike, and it's absolutely stupidity to not have a helmet. And uh, I would suggest the insurance companies avoid their insurance if they're in an accident. Yeah, a great point, uh, Stuart. And you know what? Not alone. The biggest pushback, Brad, to this from everybody that we've talked to, either on the phone, by text, or in person, has been bikers themselves. Like those individuals who have motorcycles, like Gord, who think... Why, I don't want to put words in Gore's mouth, but people, bikers have said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, that's who's most concerned about it. Yeah, and they, you know, they can provide a, a great perspective because they are out right. on the road from April until yeah. October every year and know the dangers, know yep. the risks, and, and they can provide great insight. Uh, this is a, 
something that I wish we had more time for. Yeah, I mean, we'll, listen, we've got uh, Rick Lang coming in uh, after the top of the hour to talk about road safety in general, rules and that thing. I think perhaps we'll start with this and get his uh, take on it, and then we'll move to general questions. I know lots of you still wanted to uh, to give us your opinion. I'm sorry we've run out of time for that. Uh, we'll take a break now. When we come back, Rick Lang uh, from the Alberta Motor Association. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.